0: You're listening to Boomers Today with your host Frank Sampson. Well, welcome to Boomers Today. I'm your host Frank Sampson. Of course, each week we bring you important and very useful information on issues facing baby boomers, their parents, and other loved ones. And um, I, I can't, I thank uh, all of you each and every week. Uh, We'll continue to thank you because, uh, as I say, our listeners grow because of you. Uh, Thank you so much for sharing uh, our, you know, our podcasts uh, with your friends and family and, uh, uh, you know, other associates of yours, possibly. Uh, Many of you are listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spreaker, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. And many of you go right to our website, uh, which is... uh, boomerstodayradio.com and you could uh, catch all the uh, all the podcasts there. And I, I know for sure that uh, the reason our listeners are growing and the reason we actually uh, get many, many people reaching out to us uh, to be on our podcasts, uh, is, you know, because we've got great, great people. We've had uh, great people on the podcast and, and uh, we're not going to disappoint you today. Uh, we have with us Dr. Nancy Taylor, who is founder and CEO of TaylorMade Senior Advocacy and Consulting. As an advocate, she helps older adults and their families navigate the complex maze that is our national health care system. She provides a guiding hand with Medicare education, including choosing drug plans, provider and care coordination, comprehensive clinical medical reviews, and medication therapy management. She retired as a pharmacist after over a decade in community pharmacy and started her company to better serve her aging patients. The transition from pharmacist to advocate was natural and empowering for both Dr. Taylor and those she serves. Dr. Taylor, thank you so much for uh, joining us on Boomers Today. Really appreciate it.
1: I'm so excited to be here yeah I love talking about older population
0: and yeah there's a lot there's a a lot to talk about (laughs) there's a lot to talk (laughs) about so you know I'm I'm just interested in in your bio uh the fact that you had the this you know work as a pharmacist which is uh quite a specialty and you made the decision to uh Move to transition from a pharmacist to an advocate for seniors. Tell us a little bit more about that. When, what went into that decision? Are you happy with that decision?
1: Well, Frank, I will say that the decision was gradual to a point, and then it was almost instantaneous. And I, I would say, you know, a number of my BFS are older so i have a thing a good connection with that uh, those older generations and i used to be able to spend quality time with my patients when they would come in whether it was to counsel them with medications whether it was to talk about new situations that have come up in their healthcare or even if it's to catch up on a trip they took, or their kids, or something like that, you know, I used to be able to do that. I used to have the time to be able to spend with them. And then that time, due to constraints of my job, got shorter and shorter. And then I would sometimes not even be able to talk to my patients. And some would say I'd meet them in the grocery or at church, and they say, I saw it the other day and I thought I'd stop, but you look so busy. I just didn't want to interrupt. And boy, that broke my heart. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, please, please come by. Please wave at me, holler at me. I will stop what I'm doing to visit with you. I miss that connection. And so as we ended up getting more and more issues that we're moving toward, um, Covid, and we ended up having to do a whole lot more with a whole lot less. We right. had less staffing. We had we were now doing um, testing, antibody testing, and then we were now doing immune. We were then giving Covid vaccine, and my time with my patients just seemed. Go away. And I thought, I am not servicing my patients. This is not what I got into this business for. And so, what I thought was going to happen five years from now, as my husband and I moved to retirement, it just kind of went, no, now is the time. You know, you just need to do it now. So, we crunched the numbers. We did everything that we could on the personal end and went, yes, I'm going to do this. So I gave my notice and moved over into advocacy where I can devote my time and my resources and services to my patients, now my clients, because that's what I need to do. And that's what they need from me.
0: So, you know, an, an area that you obviously know a whole lot about, and that's you know medications. As you know, I've been in the senior care industry for for quite some time, and 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 one of the areas that we deal with each and every day are seniors that you know have a fall risk, and there could be a lot of reasons that they uh, you know are falling or have a greater chance of falling. And I'm not saying that this is the majority of the cases, but we see way too often of uh, particular seniors just being over-medicated, all right? And uh, and that could right there be the cause of, you know, that, that falls or that, the risk of those falls. Can you talk to us a little bit about that?
1: Absolutely. And over-medication, which is very common, happens, honestly, accidentally. And the reason I say that is we live in a society where we see our provider. Our provider gives us prescriptions, and those prescriptions cause side effects. Drugs just cause side effects. And so what happens is we talk with our doctor, they prescribe a medication, we have a side effect. We talk with our doctor again and they say, oh, well we can give you this to treat this side effect. So we were adding another medication. And then we have a problem. We're like, okay, well that kind of cleared up but now I kind of feel like this. So I like talk to my doctor again. And the doctor says, oh, Okay, well we can treat that with this medication. So now we're adding another medication. So what we're creating is this prescribing cascade where we're treating um, side effects with other medications when we had just an original diagnosis that we were treating. And by adding all of those medications, then we can create those issues. But keep in mind too, Frank, that we are a society where we feel that we are very autonomous we want to control our own destiny whether it's medical whether it's you know social and so we have the opportunity here in the united states to self-medicate we have all these over-the-counter medications we have herbals we have supplements and so what do we do we feel a certain way we see on tv or friends tell us or you know, we even ask our pharmacists for recommendations on treating certain conditions. So we also self-medicate. So in addition to prescription medication, we're also self-medicating, and we have now we've have lots and lots of pills that we're taking every day that we didn't realize added up, and we do have us for that over-medication. And that can lead to a whole lot of issues for our older population.
0: You, you mentioned uh, watching TV. I mean, I don't know if it's because of the shows I watch. Not that I watch a lot of TV, but uh, I, the commercial—it's all they—it's all they promote, or you know, these commercials. And and I asked—I even asked my doctor. I said, "Do people really come to you?" And say I saw this advertisement on TV for this medication. It's a prescription medication. And come to you and say I, I'd like to try that. She goes all the time. It just kind of it kind of blew me away. But I guess that happens. That's why they keep advertising, right?
1: It does. And you know they don't. They do go to their doctor, and the doctor, you know, hears it all of the time. So does the pharmacist. You know, right. I can't count the number of times that people would have, would come to me and say, you know, I saw this ad on TV. Do you think that'll work for me? Can I ask my doctor for that? And that was so common. And, you know, honestly, pharmacists, we are the, the final person, the final person that can police the medication before it goes to the patient for safety. You know, we, we do those safety checks. So then when people come to us and ask us this, you know, we don't always have the time right then to pull up their entire profile and possibly look at it. And, you know, and then honestly they're coming to us just wanting confirmation. When they come to the pharmacist, you know, I see this, should I ask my doctor? Well, you know, they already want to. And they just want a confirmation from the pharmacist going, sure, yeah, you should ask your doctor about that. And here's where that whole time thing came from. And one, another reason why I moved from behind the counter to in front of the counter. Right. I can take the time with that patient and say, well, let's really talk about this. You know, if this is something you're interested in, let's sit down and have this conversation about whether this would be a good choice or not.
0: So talk to me about, you know, many times we will advise uh, the family uh, when we hear, because we're not experts in all these medications, but when we hear somebody is on a lot of medications and they're having issues, we usually say, you know, maybe you should go to a geriatrician Okay, so in a geriatrician, you know, a geriatrician is, of course, uh, and for those that don't, you know, think about it as an opposite of a pediatrician, you know, they're just dealing with, the, with the elderly, but they're usually people who are pretty familiar with, you know, medications and, and all that. So is that something similar? What you're, how you, what you're helping families with is to try to help them manage their medications and actually communicate with their doctor?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. When I get involved, you know, if there's like you are referring to the fall risk or a um, person who is constantly dizzy all the time or lethargic or maybe it's chronic constipation or something like that, you really should think medication first. And so what I'm able to do in my advocacy business is I'm able to take a good look through those comprehensive medication reviews of everything that that person is on, plus looking at their disease state, so their chronic conditions. And let's take a look, what could be causing these things, and that's one of the things that as a team with their provider, whether they are seeing the geriatrician, whether they are seeing their primary care physician, because we can be that frontline person that helps the provider in de-prescribing, getting people off of medications that are no longer necessary. Maybe they are causing that effect. Maybe we've got dual medication that's happening and people aren't understanding that because one medication was prescribed by a specialist, and then maybe the primary care prescribed something in that same class, but they didn't communicate. And so this patient's been taking both of these medications, which has been causing a side effect that's really affecting their quality of life. So mm-hmm. I come in, I see this, and then I work with their healthcare team to get this um, this problem resolved, so that the, the client no longer has those types of feelings and leads to better outcomes and quality of life.
0: Got it. Got it. So we're gonna take a real quick break. I promise, just to recognize our our sponsor, and then uh, when we get back, <clears throat> certainly we'll let everybody know how they could learn more about you and get a hold of you. But we'll talk about the what you just brought up some of the challenges of, of working with several doctors and maybe even several pharmacies. But we'll, we'll come, when we come back, we'll talk about that. So do you know anybody who may be concerned about an older driver? Well, Senior Care Authorities Beyond Driving with Dignity program is the facilitated self-assessment program for older drivers. This program has been designed to serve as a vital tool to facilitate older drivers and their families as they make appropriate decisions regarding the future of one's safe driving career. In, if the individual is a safe driver, <clears throat> an advisor will provide him or her with strategies on how to remain a safe driver as they progress through the aging process. If driving retirement is the appropriate decision, then the individual and their family are offered possible alternatives, resources, and a specific plan to ensure a smooth and successful transition from the driver's seat to the passenger seat. So to learn more, go to www.beyonddrivingwithdignity.com or call 877-907-8841 to connect with the Senior Care Authority Advisor in your area. We're back with Dr. Nancy Taylor, the founder uh, and CEO of TaylorMade Senior Advocacy and Consulting, and uh, we're talking about uh, medications and some of the challenges in managing med- medications for the elderly. So, uh, so Dr. Taylor, you, you you know, before we took our break, you you brought up about you know where were you. Oh, you know, maybe before we even get into that question, let's do this. Uh, Why don't you tell our, uh, you know, our listeners, if they wanted to, you know, get a hold of you or learn more about what you're doing, how would they go about doing that?
1: Thank you for asking that, Frank, because that is very important information to get out there. (laughs) That's right. So (laughs) um, my website is www.drtadvocacy.com. And that is the DRT. So it's kind of the abbreviation drtadvocacy.com. I am available there. You can find a lot of information, learn about me and my services. Uh, you can also drop me an email at nancy, standard spelling, N A N C Y, at drtadvocacy.com. I am always willing to chat online. And you can even just give me a call at 877-216-7450. So,
0: you know, because you're doing advocacy work, all right, um, for families, you could you could service families wherever they're located, correct? I can. Okay. I Isn't
1: absolutely it? can. Um, Great. You know, I one thing I do, because I'm out here in the west i'm in utah's where my physical location is uh and out here everybody drives you got to drive somewhere to get somewhere and so i service in person a hundred mile radius um from my home and then i also work nationwide the services that i provide can be done anywhere
0: All right and and uh, so this you do it either via zoom or just on the phone or different different ways That's
1: correct Great. You bet. Uh, You know, I, I love that connection. Like I had said earlier, that was what I was missing, which is why I changed from pharmacy from behind the bench to moving into advocacy. So I love to have those face-to-face zoom, um, you know, and I talking on the phone. Absolutely. Um, So however it works best for the client with, we just make it happen. And I'm, I'm here That's to great. problem solve.
0: Great. So I've got a question. Let's say, and I'm sure this has happened to you, that there's, it's your feeling that a particular patient uh, is kind of over-medicated, okay? Uh, maybe, it's, you know, whatever analysis you have done. So you're not agreeing with the doctor. What happens all
1: right in a situation like that where was it, i, I told i told you
0: i wouldn't give you a tough you know really difficult questions maybe that was a difficult one sometimes that could be that's tough okay. i guess <laughs> okay
1: but that's okay because you know if if i don't agree with it and there's a uh, definitely a you know like that an invisible wall there and that's professional to professional i can only imagine how it is between that professional and his patient and family because they're not getting anywhere you know and there if if this patient really is over medicated and it's causing problems then you know the family needs to look at other avenues and that's why i'm there because ultimately we have got to have the best out long-term outcome and safety for that patient. And you get
0: get on the phone and call the doctor and say, Hey, uh, you know, I'm I'm seeing this and okay, got it.
1: Exactly. I become the, the one who takes this on. So I work with the doctors I work with the nurses I am the one that says okay this is the problem we have you know Mm -hmm. and unfortunately if it gets to a point where that doctor's not willing then we'll find one that is because you know like I said that patient's safety and well-being is number one and so I will you know I'll move the hills if I have to to make sure that we're doing
0: the right thing for this patient. Yeah, great, great. Um, So uh, I'm going to bring up two subject matters, but kind of similar. Some of the challenges uh, when when people are dealing, obviously everybody has, I don't want to say everybody, but most older people have more than one doctor. All right. And if they're in a particular system where the doctor's, aren't necessarily communicating with each other. Obviously you got systems where doctors have full access to everything going on. I happen to be a big believer in that type of a system, but it, you know, uh, it's not the case everywhere. Uh, so you got those challenges. Then you have the challenge, which I really never thought about uh, until speaking to you going, well, what if they use different pharmacies also? OK, so talk to us about some of the challenges and how you help uh, families through through those situations.
1: Absolutely. One of the services that I offer is provider coordination, because what you're speaking of is very common. Um, older adults. On average, have, you know, probably three to five physicians in their lives. They've got a PCP, they've got their primary care physician, then they probably have a couple of specialists depending on their disease condition. They may have a certain educator or, and then they have a pharmacist, at least one pharmacist. And all of those, are they just are not usually in that same network like you were talking about that you promote. And so it's very important that everybody's on the same page because this is where we have issues of drugs getting dropped, labs getting dropped, things not being ordered in time because someone believes that someone else is doing it. And the patient honestly believes that the providers talk to one another and they don't. And so what I do is I come in and I make sure that I have all of the information so that I can make sure everybody's on the same page. Because if we lose something in a transition of care or the people aren't communicating, then that can lead to a problem down the road and unfortunately, maybe a hospitalization for the client. How, and then we have to bring into the fact that it's on average, a person has multiple pharmacies. They're getting their regular medication from their favorite pharmacy, retail pharmacy, but due to the cost of medications, sometimes their insurances push them to mail order for their maintenance meds. And then maybe um, they're also seeing um, a compounding pharmacy for a specialty med. So that's three right there. So, and those pharmacies do not get to see what each other pharmacy is doing. So they don't even get a full picture of that person's medication regimen. And so then I come in and I'm like, okay, let's take a look at all of this. And we need to make sure that everybody understands this and that we haven't lost something somewhere and keep that going. And then we're able to work within those multiple pharmacies To make sure that there is going to be adherence, that we're not going to be missing medications, or maybe we're not, maybe we're seeing duplications because those pharmacies couldn't communicate. And then we pull off like, oh, we got two medications coming from, you know, the same med coming from two places. So that's where, you know, I can step in and bring that all together to provide you know, relief and safety to the patient and the family because that's a whole lot for them to manage. You know, they're dealing with a lot of different people, a lot of medications, and they're dealing with their chronic conditions, and they still want a high quality of life. Well, okay, let me take this off your plate and make sure that it's managed so that you can have that best quality of life.
0: Right. So, you know, unfortunately, I only have a couple minutes left, but uh, I'm going to make the assumption here that when you start working with a new patient, new person, uh, you do what you call a comprehensive clinical medication review. All right. Uh, If my assumption is correct, tell us a little bit more what that what it what that's about. And uh, and uh, then we'll have to finish up. All right.
1: You bet. So those comprehensive clinical medication reviews, um, those are a very in-depth analysis of all of their medications and not just medications, but we're looking at their chronic conditions. Um, I'm looking at labs. I'm looking at values, whether they're blood pressure, whether they are glucose. Um, I'm looking at discharge or transitions of care that they've had. And I am analyzing the possibility of drug-drug interactions, drug-disease interactions um, over um, medication, dual medication, and where we can possibly deprescribe those patients. Um, that is, If you can get all of that into a concise type of regimen, that is the key to working with their providers in making sure that everything is working as it should be, as tight as it should be. And that is what is going to lead to better long-term outcomes for our clients and patients. Great, great.
0: Dr. Nancy Taylor. Thank you so much for joining us. Check it out at drtadvocacy.com. Thank you so much for uh, joining us on, on Boomers Today. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Frank.
0: Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And I want to thank everybody for joining us on Boomers Today. Please, please be safe. And we will talk to everybody next week. You've been listening to Boomers Today with Frank Sampson. To learn more about today's show, visit boomerstodayradio.com and join us next time for another edition of Boomers Today. I came from a low-income family that was that was struggling. You see how hard life can get. G.C. became a part of my life because I don't want my family to fall back into that. I never thought education would take me this far. I'm still young. I still have a lot to do in my life and just want to get things done the way I want with a good education under me. I'm Stacy and Grand Canyon University helped me find my purpose.